welcome back to the podcast and as always let's get straight into it if you have not listened to yesterday's podcast i highly recommend you do so it is a preview into what we're talking about today and more specifically and importantly why we're talking about it today's topic is identity and then um, an introduction into uh, narrativity Identity in itself, if we're trying to define it, so if someone walks up to me and says, what's your identity, or walks up to you and says, what's your identity, it's really, first of all, not a question (laughs) that um, normal people get, Um, and I can't recall ever receiving it, because it's such a big ask. Identity is very complex, because it does, it's an umbrella over a lot of different things. A lot of um, different concepts that we actually have discussed throughout the podcast. So a general, a general definition would be the qualities, the beliefs, the personality traits, um, and the expressions or even the appearance that someone has. So all those characteristics together, um, and and more of them. Those are just a few, but. You know, it's multiple characteristics together that form an identity of a person. It's important to say that this definition of a person, of an individual, also relates back to a group. So, the beliefs and the traits and the appearance of a certain group also makes up an identity. And that's why it's really hard and weird for someone to come up to you and tell you what's your identity. What do you mean? You know, are you talking about how I identify uh, when it comes to gender or my socioeconomic status or sexual orientation or even things like religion. One of the things that people don't necessarily think about when it comes to social groups are things like a disability or an ability, right? Those are a type, that's a type of identity, um, and it's normally when you're just grouped together under a certain under a certain umbrella that society not stereotypes or you know sometimes it's biased but the majority of the time it's not it's really just what we do as human beings is we group things to make ourselves feel more comfortable and we're not you know just talking about real biased um, but we we are talking about the type of bias that's moderate and that's not seen and that's based on you know things from the constitution to the way that we speak to each other back to the individual though identity can go from all the stuff that we listed back to smaller things like your likes and your dislikes your motivations and aspirations or even your moral code and values and so again it's such a complex concept that when we talked about identity yesterday we talked about it in congruence with narrative self or narrativity and to be quite honest um, narrativity is a form of identifying um, for example and actually we'll, we'll get into it but keep in mind that identity is the umbrella over everything and so it's not really something that you can give one answer to. It's a complex, it's it's literally all the things that a person chooses to be made of, chooses to be grouped with, whether that is based on 
their own upbringing and, and their own choice willingly verbally speaking about it or even based on a biased perspective from other people people will walk around and say that you're part of a a social group or a social identity of some sorts regardless of what you think because the way that people perceive us has nothing really to do with us and everything to do with them the way that you perceive others has to do with your own personal upbringing your own values and perspectives into the world and so as much as you'd like to think that you're not biased we're all very biased now while defining identities great and all yesterday we took a misstep by assuming the answer to the question of who am i directly led to answering our identity as people as individuals and today we find out that's not necessarily true instead we find that identity is a concept that is very complex and comprehensive and that it encompasses all of us all together you know the good and the bad the biased and the not biased both internally and externally and that is a great addition to our foundation i think it makes us uh, even more stronger but i think there is also more to add here and one of the other things that i stumbled upon was the narrative self or narrativity and narrativity itself is the story we tell ourselves each day while studying this i found out that not everyone lives their life uh, through a story format and and that was quite interesting because i always believed that identity was wholesomely a story and um, it was the story that i told myself about being a part of all these different identity characteristics and all these different social groups and identity groups i also lived life based on the fact that me in the past me now and me in the future were one person but it was stretched over time in that it's not that i wanted or could have escaped any parts of what i went through but there's a different bet- a difference between someone who lives a narrative life and someone who doesn't someone who lives a narrative life like me sees themselves or their being extended in time which means that everything in the past is a part of you right now it impacts every single decision that you make and every decision that you make now is detrimental and essential for who you want to be in the future and so all of it is very combined and very well webbed together now while i i still function as such i do see some of the cons of of, of what i wrote because and, and to some extent the narrative that you tell yourself the story that you tell yourself about yourself or about your reality can be skewed in many different ways and some people can take it to the far right or the far left and we always say that we need balance psychologists say that if your narrative self or the story that you tell yourself the self-storying if that is uh similar or even you know as, as close to exact as you can get 
to your actual life, the more healthy, psychologically healthy you are. And, and the opposite obviously leads to psychological unsettling. And so I also thought about that, and that's something to think about too. If you're, if you believe in narrativity and function as such, is the story that you tell yourself as close to the actual truth and reality or not? And if so, does that lead how is your psychological mindset right like how are you doing those are our questions we need to ask ourselves while reading all this stuff a lot of philosophers believe that narrativity is central to self-identity so going back to identity narrativity um is a kind of self-identity like we said identity is the big umbrella and narrativity is a part of that um and so now is a good time to kind of stop and think about if you're part of this group or not. I definitely am. And I always thought that everyone else was like that. And I guess that's not true. Because there is this American philosopher called Gail Strawson. Who... Fear, um, fearlessly <laughs> writes about his, uh, n- I guess, narrativity critiques. I mean, this this guy does not believe in it. Um, even as we'll call it BS uh, in all his writings, but I do respect him um, highly. He's one of the philosophers that I do read. And I stumbled upon his critique of narrativity. And it was very eye-opening because I didn't even think that I lived any differently and literally thought everyone saw their life as a story. Um, and so he has a lot of points um, that he makes, but we're not here to analyze Strawson, you know? We're here to just see the difference between someone like Strawson's idea of how he lives daily and, and someone like me. And Strawson's is actually, you know, the, the opposite, where he doesn't see himself extended throughout time um he understands right like he he knows that he has a past and a future one of the ways that he describes it is that he has no significant sense that him right now the one in front of you was there in 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 the past if that makes sense and so think of it almost as if we all have selective memory of some sorts. So the way that I'm understanding it, it's as if, you know, he remembers, obviously, the past. He just doesn't connect it, right? He doesn't he doesn't base his today and his future based on that. So he recognizes the past um, and he recognizes the journey it just has no significance into what he does today, which is interesting because all the people that I listen to that I consider mentors and everyone that I look up to normally aspire to do things based on their past or based on an experience. And what Strawson theorizes and fundamentally believes and I really wonder if any of you guys live like Strawson is that both people can live very happily and he describes it um you know he's considered an uh episodic 
um, and I'm, I guess I'm considered um, diachronic, which is basically a self-experience where you see yourself extended throughout time, and he's, you know, just here in the now, so... I find that quite interesting. Now, to the question of what does this have to do with us, if you're going through life, understanding your life and accepting your life on certain terms, and maybe those aren't the healthiest, there's nothing wrong with the narrative self. A lot of people occupy um, that sphere, and, and that's how they function in their life. But I think the question to ask, and I, I just wanted to bring Strawson's perspective because I understand now that not everyone um, lives in that mindset. And so I, I wanted to be fair to all of you. So it'd be interesting to know if any of you are uh, Strawson's. Um, that, would, that would be great information. Uh, but what we want to get out of today really is two things. First of all, it's that... Um, Identity is, of course, broad, and narrativity is a part of that, but narrativity itself can have toxic traits, and so understanding the balance between the story that you tell yourself and the reality, and making sure that those are as close to possible, you know, as close to each other as possible, is is really important, but the second thing is that we really should be more aware of those who hold opposing views than us. I mean, I have learned more from reading about Strawson's critique of narrativity than I have just researching identity and researching about the narrative self. And that just, you know, goes to show that we've we've been in, in this weird phase of society um, and industries where you're, you're given, I mean, it's, you know, polarization and whatnot on many different spheres not just politically where you're given a lot of what you believe in and at times you are given stuff that would that could you know sway you to the other side if you're if you don't have a very strong personality um but in essence you're just they're feeding you a lot more of what you want to hear and it was refreshing to kind of sit down and, and and read about someone um that lived the exact opposite as me from like on a daily basis this wasn't just an opinion that he had i mean like the way that he functioned is it functions is completely different and so uh i really i do want to try this out for a little bit and, and see how this works to not connect everything back to a story to not connect everything back to um what what I have been through is who I am right now or is what made me and everything that I do today literally impacts because it was <laughs> and again I, I may have a have had a toxic way of looking at it but that's the point just look at the way that you look at things um, understand that there are opposing views that actually might open your eyes to something new um, and always be able to understand the foundation right the big umbrella and the, the different options um, that are underneath of it but more importantly experience all of those so that at the end you're not regretting the fact that you were stuck in one side of the world forever